What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the Pub Test with Paul Scott. It is time for the Pub Test. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Joining me is the grumpiest man in Newcastle and uh, Paul Scott. I think you and I need to go into the flag erection business. Be very careful how you say that as well, by the way. Well, I think think the entire state has been shocked that the cost to uh, uh, erect a flagpole on top of the Harbour Bridge that will fly the um, First Nations flag is a uh, $25 million. Yep. Is this something, is this, like, this is something out of a, ah, it's an Orwellian novel. It's just, it's unbelievable. No no one can, can can think about that. I mean, I have heard ideas, people saying, well, let's not do that. Let's just fly it where the the New South Wales state flag. I've heard that as well, yeah. Because... Ask, you know, nine out of ten people in a room, you know, draw me the New South Wales state flag. Tell me what is on the New South Wales state flag. And people go, ah, yeah, nah, so I'll pass on that one. But they do know they do know the um, the Indigenous flag, the First Nations flag. But I, I just can't see it 25 minutes. Okay, getting, up there, getting it up there is going to be a hassle. Mm. You might need a helicopter or two. You might need a team of... People, you will need engineering reports. You don't want it blown off in a big southerly in, in the middle of January. Um, but t- I just can't see $25 million. What's it made out of? Gold? Yeah, it, you'd, you'd think so. But, I mean, the thing that really got me was, you know, this was th- thrown at our Premier and he's like, oh, you know, ha, 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 could go to Bunnings for that. You know, he kind of laughed it off as a joke. It's not a bloody joke. $25 million could do so much for so many people. Look, I... I think there's a few signs that um, this government is, is, you know, is, is falling slowly into quicksand. Uh, I think another thing that came up this week that has shocked people equally is the appointment of Barilaro to some position in New York that doesn't seem that well-defined to me. What are you going to... You're going to invite the, the well-heeled round to a nosh-up and talk about tax, payroll concessions? Mm. I mean, it's just, to me... I mean, this is the bloke who designed these positions. They put it out. They decided who they were going to appoint. And this. They decide not to appoint that person. And then they did what a lot of these corporations do, and universities are particularly crooked doing it too. After a global competitive search, we found the best person for the job. Used to be the bloke who worked here and there was one who designed the job. Yeah, funny that. Now, I don't think, I don't think anyone can think that that is... How, how is that acceptable? That does not pass... You know, any pub uh, test, no matter how drunk the people sitting in the pub are, it's a, it's an absolute it's an absolute shocker. And I, I just I continue to think that these are the kind of decisions that governments make in their dying days. I mean, governments of all persuasions at you know federal and state level have appointed mates to jobs. But I mean, you know, how many we've got 
we've got people that we're paying over in those places as, uh, you know, as consul generals. We've got people over there. We've got various diplomats. We've got, we've got Joe people. over there, haven't we? Isn't Joe over there these days as well? Joe, isn't he dead? <laughs> Not that Joe. Joe, uh, uh, the fool. Oh, you, you scared me for a minute. <laughs> I, I was sure he was buried in, out the back of King Roy. Never, yeah, never to be, never to be seen again. No. Um, yeah. uh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Um, the, hockey. Hockey, thank you. Hockey. Yeah. Joe, hockey. Joe, hockey's over there yeah. uh, on behalf of the Australian government. Yes. A written book where the excerpt in the uh, Australian newspaper, which was always a big fan of Joe Hockey, um, talks about the day he played golf with uh, Donald Trump and and uh, and beat him, oh. and I thought, well, this is very important. That you know, mm. this is the kind of diplomatic work yeah. you have to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and look, the the coalition government, you know, they really did um, trim back on DFAT and what and what DFAT do. And I mean, one of the things, he, and you know, they, I mean, they trim back on a lot of things. Mm. One of the things you can see now is Australia, which has one of the most dearest passports in the world. Good luck if you've just realised, you know. And can we stop saying that passports last for 10 years? They last for nine years and six months. They do because, yeah, you've got to have six months left on it. Shivers, shivers. I'm going to have to go have a look. Thank you. You've just brought that to my attention. And and so people, uh, you know, these ideas in in Australia, like some sort of, like, uh, you know, developing world banana republic is having people, you know, camping outside of offices and paying people to stand in queues um, so they can get a passport. I mean, I, I just, I, see, I simply don't understand why they can't, uh, why the, you know, the new government, given this, you know, has been a problem for some time, couldn't appoint, you know, clerical workers. I mean, surely there are, yeah, there are people at certain levels who will have to make certain decisions about passports. They're an important, they're a very important, valuable document, the Australian passport. But this... These six, you know, what are we talking now? People are talking about up to, up to three month wait. How is that possible? Passport. Well, it's because they just, you know, I suppose, well, there's a pent up demand for travel mm. now. And I noticed another thing is that, you know, there's, there's a few, a few dimes out about the place to Alan Joyce, too, about how oh, long so the apology thing is. How long the apologies, you know, how long he's going to keep blaming the public for the travel delays, the inability of Qantas to pick up phones, the, the, the continual changes to schedule. I mean, you know, I'm worried this way we're going to be, you know, cancelled flights, just mm. just, a, just a totally cancelled flight, this kind of thing. How long will that be? I mean, it's I was in, I was, I was in uh, La, La, pa, La Perouse on uh, Tuesday. And I did notice there was a lot of... There were so many planes coming in and out of mm. Sydney Airport. I did think, oh, geez, we're getting back to normal here. Well, you know, some sort of normal here. There's so many planes coming in and out of the place. But, well, mate, um, um, I had Mia. Mia flew to East Timor to see Aaron on Monday. And oh. um, at 6 o'clock we got to the airport. Their flight out was 8.15. She, we got there at 6 o'clock. We were in the lineup, the lineup, for 55 minutes. Yeah, that's just yeah. the line. This is a domestic flight because they had to, it was domestic from Sydney to Darwin. A domestic flight to line up for fifty-five minutes to get your boarding pass. I mean, obviously they had they had a forwarding flight which was international, which was why we had to line up. There was no choice. 
But, mate, you should have... Thank God we were there at 6 o'clock because by the time we got out of that line at, you know, seven five past 7, you should have seen it. It was down to the other end of the Qantas terminal and it's crazy. I don't know how long he can get away with it. I really don't. And this was not in school holidays, nope. right? Nope. So you just think when school holidays kick in, what the, the kind of, uh, uh, you know, this, this school holidays is going to be a real test. Mm. Actually, I noticed, geez, the flights aren't cheap either. They, you know, they, 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 they're clawing back a lot of that mm. lost money over the COVID times. Um, well, attempting to claw it back pretty, um, pretty quickly um, with some of the prices, like, you know, a Jetstar flight, for example, in August to Bali, that's the one if you don't want, you know, this just the, you know, the bare minimum, you know, seven kilograms on, on the flight, you know, you, you take and, and you just get you just get a seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. Did they give you one? On the I, cheap I, I think on the cheap, cheap one, but there's no guarantee it works. So I thought it was bring your own hockey strap. <laughs> but they, but they, they, um, those flights are those flights are up around uh, just under a thousand bucks. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah. <sighs> So, you know, there's a, you know, I mean, the whole thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, we're so glad to be able to go places again. You know, we'll pay, we'll pay anything. But, I mean, mm. uh, of course, for, uh, for the self-funded retirees, oh. it's, been a pretty, it's been a pretty tough time. Well, this, the last 12, 12 months, I mean, thank God this financial year will be over soon. But, you know, a, a lot of people who are in the position now after, you know, years of working and saving that kind of thing and what's their savings go cop a real hit this year um and that's hoping you don't have bitcoin yeah well yeah i mean that that's right i mean if you good luck there if you're bought into it you know what do you do i suppose you you can't even get it out now what you can't no you can't get it out at the moment no uh See, that's mm. that's that, that, that's a concern. Yeah, but it's been you know, if people are in the position to travel, people you know, like I, I do have quite a few friends who want to go places now. You know, they're they're enthusiastic, thinking about the of going somewhere. Interesting in Australia, we've still got the wear the masks on the public on the public transport. Mm. America's lifted the, the you know the need for uh, masks in out of the, in and out of the states. Uh, but coming into Australia, you've got to, you know, you've got to uh, wear the the mask. I mean, I, it's not a great imposition, no. but there's massive inconsistencies in all these kind of uh, rules and regulations uh, uh, about the place. You know, if I had the choice between getting somewhere and having to wear a mask and not getting somewhere and mm. not wearing a mask, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Um, But you know, I mean, I've always been a Qantas flyer, always, never, never flown any any other way. But exactly what you said, you know, I uh, I'm I'm headed to the UK in September, as you know, and for the first time ever, I'm flying Singapore Airlines because Singapore Airlines flights are half to a third of the price of Qantas flights. How is that even possible? Ah, and is that and is that is that like Sydney? Singapore, Singapore, London. Correct. Yep. And you had much turnaround in Singapore? Uh, no, not at all. I think there's three hours on the way over and an hour and a half on the way home. So there's no turn. You know, it's basically get on, get off. Um, you know, get back on again. And uh, I just don't get what Qantas is trying to do. Like, I know it's been tough. I know he's lost millions and millions. But you're not going to claw it back in the first three months by charging people through the roof. 
you wonder about some of these, you know, like he, he you know, uh, guided Qantas through some fairly good times, but, you know, the test of any kind of, of any CEO really is how they, how they respond to the, to the tough times. And, you know, at the moment, the share price on Qantas is fine. Mm. And so, you know, that, that, that's usually what puts pressures on CEOs now when the value of the, the company sinks. But he's also facing a big legal battle with the dismissal of, um, the baggage handles mm. worth for Qantas when he's, you know, what, 1,700 of them being let go and, that, and that's being outsourced. And, I mean, this, this, is, this is a real thing, I think, in Australia. I mean, I've noticed that, um, you know, Chris Minns is talking about if Labor gets, uh, gets into power in the state, one of the things I'll be doing is building um, uh, public transport infrastructure in New South Wales. And, of course, you know, Andrew Constance is the... Uh, when he was the Minister of Transport, he, he refused to do that and said, look, we're saving 25% by building up overseas. We owe that to the people of New South Wales. Mm. Well, none, none of the projects that were built overseas, like none of them, were, were a seamless fit. They all had some sort of problem. The worry is that, you know, I mean, a liberal ideological uh, position was if you build the, the, the trams, the light rail here... You're going to be subject to. You're going to be. The government's going to be hostage of hostile unions who mm. are going to want increases. There's going to be delays and that kind of thing. I don't think that's the case. It's happening in Victoria. It's happening in Queensland. But you know, it, it, there's so much. The other. Okay. So what if we pay 25 percent more here? I think if people, people would be happy with that. On time and they work mm. and the money stays in the economy and jobs are provided as well. It's a real kind of. It's an anti-union strategy, and one of the things that a lot of people, you know, have in Australia now is part-time work, piecemeal, gig economy, that kind of thing. You know, the whole you know idea that you know people, you know, are overpaid and doing well. And this, okay, that employers are yelling out, you know, to the federal government, open the, you know, let people in. We're being screwed here. We're being screwed by you know people wanting wage rises because there's not enough people in here. Uh, the business council, you know, demanding, you know, get more people in here to fill up these jobs. But there's other people who, you know, who've been screwed for years who are thinking, yeah, you know what, don't rush so much. Yeah, I agree but, with you, you there. Know, yeah. It'd be nice for, for people, for, for working people, to have, you know, have the opportunity to get some, some, uh, some wage rises. And especially the way the inflation's going and, you know, people saving up for lettuces. <laughs> it's and, just great. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's if you can afford the lettuce after you've paid the electricity and the water bills. Well, I did see a meme going around this week and it had, you know, my, my parents in the 80s, you know, um, uh, two full-time jobs, um, you know, house, investment pro- property, four kids, three pets, annual overseas holidays, uh, uh, me in my early 30s, you know, wondering how I can find a deposit for a lettuce. Mm. And while it was a bit funny, it's true. There was something about it, mm. you know. There was there was something about it, you know. Young young people still got it um, uh, tough in in mm. in a lot of ways, and you know, I I think that people say they just need to get off their path, mm. and they they can't start with the best in life. <laughs> they don't want the best in life. Stuff. No, they just want a, a go, mm. you know. That's, and they deserve a go. They deserve everything that we've uh, that we've been able to do. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Uh, we got very, very deep and meaningful today, didn't we? Oh, it's very look, concerning. There is, 
there's sniffy, there's sniffy things out there that do not pass the pub test, mm. and the, and right there is the job for Barilaro yep. and the and the and the and the, play, and the twenty-five men will say, "Oh, give me a break." It's just crazy, isn't it? Just crazy. You stay safe well, out there. Stay, uh, stay nice yep. and warm. Um, enjoy watching the State of Origin right in New South Wales. Thank God this time around, and we'll catch up with you next week. Go the Blues. Go the Blues. Thanks, mate. Bye. That is Paul Scott with the pub test. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blaxland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.